1: Hello and welcome to First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes.
0: And I'm Steve Myle. Uh, and this week we're pleased to welcome uh, a guest, Sean Pye, who is a comedy writer. Uh, he's written a great new show, which which is going to be on BBC4 shortly, called There She Goes, um, about uh, experiences of having a disabled daughter.
1: Yeah, Sean, do you want to explain perhaps the concept? Because this is, this is
2: very much based on your own reality, isn't it? Yes, hello. Hello. Um, uh, my daughter was born 12 years ago with a genetic disorder to this day, uh, undiagnosed, and she has severe learning disability, she um, can't talk, um, she has a very um, young mental age, we're not entirely sure exactly what it is, um, she doesn't have any physical impairment, um, she's very strong, she's very fast <laughs> <laughs> these days. Um, so yeah it's basically the show is very autobiographical it's entirely truthful um you know everything in it has happened in at, at some time in our in mine and my family's life so it's it's sort of just telling that story mm. and putting those characters uh on screen really. and we we should say the characters because the show goes out on BBC 4
1: i believe yeah. it is isn't it? and yeah. um it's called There She Goes, and we should point out that you've actually managed to get Doctor Who to play you, which is quite encouraging. Yeah, yeah, I That's say that
2: I, I say that everything in the show is true, and it's based on facts, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then they said, who do you want to play you, and I said, David Tennant, and, <laughs> and they went, you've got to be kidding me. Aren't you? <laughs> you can't see me, it's a podcast, obviously, but... I- I think <laughs> Steve <Stephen laughs> and Richard can attest that they're not going, is that David Tennant in the room? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're being unfair on <laughs> yourself. I mean, There's yeah. some resemblance. So, <laughs> no, David came on board and he's brilliant and he had to lose a little bit of weight, obviously. To <laughs> <laughs> play me again. You can't see me, but that's obviously a joke. Um, yes, yeah, so David uh, David, very brilliantly uh, accepted and plays me and Jessica Hines plays um, a version of uh, my wife and brilliant Miley Locke plays uh, Rosie. The girl in it, and Eden plays. Eden Hayhurst plays um, my son. Yeah.
0: Um, Rich and I both watched a couple of episodes. Yeah, it's brilliant. Watch it. It is That's, brilliant. You know, I, th- we're like not just
1: saying that because Sean is sitting here. It is absolutely fantastic. I watched the first episode and I was blown away. Uh,
0: totally blown uh, and away. It it don't not be put off by the subject matter, but there is something for you as a viewer, even if you are not a parent and if you've got no understanding of any. Of, of having a disabled child, like Rich and I haven't, really. No. Um, the depiction of being a dad is, on its own is, you know, tremendously strong. Yeah. Um, I,
1: th- I think Steve and I have talked a number of times, and it'd be interesting to get your take on this, Sean, because we've, we've talked a number of times about how we d- we don't see a lot of paternal father, father figures in various bits of media that we feel reflects the reality of being dads like us and like many of the guys who are listening to this. Um, you know, dads are often either sort of bumbling buffoons or um, abandoning idiots who just leave their, you know, villains. And there doesn't yeah. seem to be much of an in-between. And the, the thing that struck me, aside from all the, all the things around your, your daughter's disability, which is obviously the, the subject matter of the show, the thing that really struck me was I was watching David Tennant and thinking, that's the type of dad I am. This is not a guy who's got any interest in leaving his family. This is not a guy who's got any interest in abandoning his yeah. responsibilities. But this is a guy who is finding
2: it incredibly difficult to figure out what he should do. Yeah, it's, well, I'm really glad that comes across, because it's, the whole thing is supposed to be very naturalistic, and very true to life, and it, you know, I keep banging about honesty, but all the characters are, are hopefully, seem very real, and yeah, my experience of being a dad is exactly what you said, I'm not the best dad in the world, I'm Mm -hmm. really not, and I'm not the worst, and I think. That probably describes mm. virtually every, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, where it yeah. obviously does because those are two extremes. But, you know, I, I, you get things wrong, you get things right, mm. you try your best, you try and learn from your mistakes. It's difficult. Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes you're not the best dad you can be. But, you know, I, mm. I, I think that the thing about this character is, uh, you know, it's about turning up there every mm-hmm. day yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. mm-hmm. being there and maybe you don't play your best game, but. You play the story. I have to tell you because I, I, I met David uh, for a big chat. Um, f- first off, we had a big coffee and we talked for ages. He's and a dad, isn't he? He's got a couple of kids. Yeah, think, yeah, David's got. Yeah, he's got. Uh, I don't want to. Yeah. I might get the number wrong. Lots of yeah. kids. <laughs> he's got lots of kids, and um, yeah. So he he was he really was very much into this and exploring all these. But it was three years writing this, um, and I was saying that I dug the first draft out that I'd written three years ago, um, and I read it. And it re- it literally is the story of a poor bloke who ends up having a learning disabled daughter and, you know, a wife that won't listen to him. And, um, you know, it is poor Travals and, you know, he's the hero. And, God, he's he's really funny and he always has the last laugh when he leaves the room. And I showed it to my, my wife. And she went, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> 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 she went, no. So I, I worked I worked on the screen massively with her over the years and other people as well, other members of the family and other people came on board. And... Um, I think what I'm saying is that m- my view three years ago, when I sat down to type it out, of what my character was, and mm. the character we've ended up with, which I think is far truer, far, 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 far truer. Um, it, they're very, very different. <laughs> That's mm. What I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I,
1: I think that'd be the same for any of us, wouldn't it? Regardless of what the actual nature of your story yeah, is. I think. Yeah. yeah. The, the well, the sex we sit down, with down to those, <laughs> as, yeah.
0: as parents, and the reality is 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 often different things. But Sean, like take go, take us back a bit like 12 years ago yeah you know you have one child already
2: i had a son yeah um and then uh the my we found out that we were uh gonna have a daughter brilliant news brilliant news yes i yes yes obviously mm-hmm. brilliant news although it was uh came along quicker than we expected Yeah, a bit of an accident so it was a bit of a
1: how old was your oh. was your son when you? F- uh,
2: he was. Uh, there's about eighteen months gap okay. between. it's oh yeah, quite close. So yeah, it was. Yeah. It was close. So it was sort of. Hooray! Yeah. Hooray! hooray <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Hooray. <It> nice. <laughs> we can do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to square one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's been, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, let's let's do it again. <laughs> uh,
1: but it was. <laughs> it um, sounds very familiar. I'm just like, yeah, sorry, go
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, we found out it was going to be a girl and uh, we sort of picked a name and we uh, went through all of that. And then I think it was um, about six months into the pregnancy, I was, I mean, it's as it's depicted in the programme, I was out in the pub and uh, I got a phone call because my wife had been to um, a routine checkup and was told that there hadn't been any growth. Between the two checkups, the baby was um healthy because there was a heartbeat, and some of the other tests that they do showed that the baby was healthy It just wasn 't growing particularly um and i wouldn 't say that alarm bells went off massively, but mm. it was like it was a slight check on the on the normal uh, you know process that you go through when um someone's having a baby. It was like a oh well i wasn 't expecting that, but we'll see what happens and then the baby just didn't grow particularly. After that and eventually was had a c section because the medical staff were worried um about the about the lack of growth um oh, and my first had, had a c section so it was it just made sense yeah. um and baby was born and had a very very sm- it was a small baby it's five one and that was a term which isn't massively small but it it was on yeah, the small, small side size, but yeah. um had a really small head um noticeably um small head and you know, there was no diagnosis then. There was. It's not like anybody looked at her and said, "Oh." I, something, what did you think? I thought there was something wrong, uh, and my wife, more importantly, mm. was convinced. My wife, without going into details, is she's knows a little bit about right. her job involves some medicine and stuff. So you both, um, almost by by instinct, would
1: yeah. you call it? Pretty much immediately, were aware there's something not quite right here.
2: Yeah, and the first thing I said to uh my wife when obviously I was holding her and sort of brought her over, you know, she just wanted to know what the weight was, she just wanted to know what the um, you know, mm-hmm. s- both saw the the head size thing and it was like okay. And then what happens after that as is in the program is you're surrounded by a lot of the doctors don't want to commit themselves to anything. Yeah. Um no doctor's going to say this, you know, just And that's what doctors doing. that's absolutely fine. But you're also surrounded by so many people, so many gorgeous, lovely, wonderful, wonderful people in the family and friends who just don't want you to be sad. Yeah. They just don't want you to be sad. They just don't want you to worry. And so they all say, there's probably nothing wrong. Mm. There's probably nothing wrong. You're worrying about nothing. Don't worry. And I'm talking about grandparents, my siblings, my friends. Um, and it's a human reaction. Um, but it's really, really counterproductive because yeah. as we detail the show again, you know, it, you get into a situation where you know something's wrong and my wife knew something was wrong and everyone else is saying, don't be so silly. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll work mm-hmm. out and you just start thinking, well, are, are we mad? Are we neurotic? Are, we- are you just waiting at that
1: point? Are you just waiting for somebody to agree with you? Yeah. That's all you want. You just want somebody to say, do you know what? Maybe we need a checkup here. Yeah.
2: Well, we were, had the doctors certainly weren't saying everything's fine, but the doctors were saying, you know, take it easy. You know, it's going to take. You know, we we'll come back for checkups, and you mm. know, they're, they're just very. They don't commit themselves to things. Um, so we were having checkups, probably slightly more checkups than you would normally have. Mm. But yeah, you're you're just waiting for resolution. You're sort of living in limbo. It's like
0: some dystopian yeah. Margaret Atwood type, <laughs> you know, thing <laughs> where everyone's going. No, all is fine. All here. is fine. All is fine.
2: But it is. It, it feels, and I cannot criticise anyone because they're all, no, of they course. Were all so emotionally supportive. I'm not criticising anyone. But it. Fe- you are there, and you're there like, uh, I'm just, we are living in limbo. We're just in purgatory until mm. somebody turns around and goes, you know what, <laughs> yeah. this is. And over time, over after three months or six months... Um, you know, she was just off the bottom of the scale in terms of the growth chart. She was in, but, you know, you see the... the magic you see, percentiles. You see the percentiles. Yeah. You see the graph and it goes up there. And yeah. I'm sitting in a, a GP surgery looking at the graph and the GP's going, your daughter's there? And he's pointing off the bottom of the graph. It's not even, yeah. you know, below the line. And yeah. We you don't say, need a medical degree at that point. We don't need a medical degree. Not and not we're right. saying to the, the, the GP who's lovely, you know, the GP was obviously lovely, you know, this isn't, this isn't right. And the GP's going... No. And then my daughter, you know, she starts missing milestones. Um, you know, mm. she, didn't, she didn't smile. She doesn't laugh. She didn't do anything, really. She cried a lot. Mm. Um, she didn't eat. She wouldn't eat. Mm. Breastfeeding was, was just... I mean, tried it for about half an hour. And, you know, the midwives, all again, won't fault any midwife ever. But they're all saying, you just need to try. You just need to try. And it's yeah. like, it's like, mate, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not happening. She's, it's not that she won't latch on. It's just she it's just lying there not doing anything isn't yeah. it like and so once those sort of milestones started being missed um and once the growth you know it, it just all became apparent after a while that you know this, this
1: how how and how and when did did she get diagnosed
2: with what you know, like
0: sort of she's not, really, not really
2: it's undiagnosed now the doctors have agreed and i think i don't know exactly and i'm going to say something and somebody will probably email in quite rightly and say well that doesn't sound right (laughs) and whoever emails in is correct but (laughs) let me say it was after about a year or 18 months um then we were being referred to geneticists who were Mm -hmm. saying in our opinion there is a chromosomal this is what this is what we're looking at a chromosomal disorder they'd run other tests they'd done um uh, um MRI scans They'd She had The one thing that they diagnosed Is that she had Microcephaly Mm -hmm. Um And There was something about the Lining inside the Skull That goes The brain Hadn't developed properly But that could be Caused by Many 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 things Uh But after a while, they were saying, no, this is chromosomal. We've seen this before. This is chromosomal.
1: Is there, sorry to jump in, but is there an element, and this seems like an odd question, but was there an element of relief yeah. at knowing, at somebody saying to you, you're right, you're not mental, there's something yeah. seriously uh, amiss here, and here's what it might be?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're in a situation where you know something's wrong, yeah. um, then to have someone agree with you and to start offering you an explanation of what's wrong is a, a tremendous release. It's a tremendous mm. relieving of burden. Otherwise, you're just sat there twiddling your thumbs, going, "Well, if the doctors don't know what's wrong, and the, you know, we just we, we we can't plan, we can't move forward, we can't mm. start thinking about what's going to happen." Obviously, as soon as they start saying there's a chromosomal disorder, and you look it up on the internet, and you you know talk to the doctors, obviously you think all right, well, we're looking at someone who's going to have learning disability, severe learning disability. We're looking at someone who, I mean, there's a huge spectrum, but yeah. that's what we're looking at. And we're looking at someone who's going to need care for how long. I mean, all children need care, but we're looking at someone who's going to really need care. Yeah. Going into the, you know, and you can at least start to map out your life yeah. and what's going to happen. And yeah. it's, well, it, it's, a tremendous, it's a tremendous relief. I mean, mm. I...
0: I've, I've not, we've done nothing like this in 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 our lives of our two kids, and it's pretty stressful on our relationship. Just having yeah, two kids thinking that, yeah. that don't have anything, you know, <laughs> yeah. miss that, and it's you know, Mrs. and I are you know a, a constant you know ro- rolling simmer some some weeks. But I can I don't like only that. rolling am- simmer. I'm I can only that. imagine the sort of did you did it push you in your wife together because it's you guys versus people that aren't listening to you or it, in the in the sh- in the show and people definitely should watch it there's an element of difficulty between them the, the
2: there was difficulty there was tremendous difficulty and there may have been being honest there may have been difficulty having two children anyway yeah the fact yeah. that my daughter had uh, additional problems may have exacerbated i'll never know mm. but it yeah. may you know i know that having two kids, you know, uh, people have done the analogies about yeah, yeah. having kids before and about how you can, you know, t- you can mark one child two on one and then it's man mm. to man and then it's like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. <kind> of zonal. <laughs> zonal and all yeah. of that, yeah, yeah. all of those things. So, but there were tremendous, and it's all in the show, there were tremendous strains on our relationship because um, my wife became very depressed and... Um, and it's not as simple to say she was depressed Because something was wrong with her daughter It was that And she she talks about this um, You know it's the fact that It's the whole thing that no one was believing her It's the fact that she thought she was going mad It's the fact that um, She couldn't bond with her daughter It's the mm. fact that because she didn't know What the future held She was finding it hard I think to invest Emotion in her daughter The whole thing in episode one Which mm. you know it doesn't get talked about a lot in these circumstances, but she was grieving. She was yeah. grieving because she thought she was going to have a daughter, and she didn't have a daughter. She had something that didn't behave like a daughter. I think there's a line, isn't there, in the first episode about
1: this child has taken the place yeah. of my daughter, and that's, which that's really from, stuck in my
2: mind. That's from you know that's sort of one of the lines that we remember from from life and from the time it was that she felt that an impostor had taken her place, mm. and every time she mm. looked at this you know, lovely, beautiful girl, obviously, back then, all she could think was, you're not the person I wanted. Mm. Um, And those are very, 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 very difficult feelings for anyone but a Mm. mother to to process. Um, And, you know, and so our relationship was, I was drinking very heavily back then. Um, You know, that may have happened anyway, but I was... I became isolated, I became, I I didn't want to engage with this, I didn't want to have these conversations, they were too horrible, they were too, I wanted to escape to the pub where I could just talk about something else and it was fun and not come home and have to have these conversations and, you know, I feel shame really looking back on it now that that was my response, but that was my response. But I suppose Um,
1: both... Both the 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 feelings you've just described that your wife was going through and what you did in terms of trying to kind of remove yourself almost those are entirely
2: understandable reactions. I suppose that's the point to emphasize, isn't it? That they for any under- human being that's They are understandable and you know, I you know, one of the th- themes of the show that kept coming to my head and some people, some charity people I've spoken to said the same things. just because you think terrible things and you do terrible things it mm. doesn't mean you're a terrible person. No. It just means that you're going through a yeah. terrible time and I, th- I hope that comes out. The The thing I come back to is that the th- what my wife has said repeatedly over the years, the one, th- I mean, we were held together because we were a unit and we had children and, you know, that, you know, that, was holding us together but the strongest personal bond between us looking back was she says you're the only person in the world who believed me and yeah. you know that's, that's quite that's <laughs> a pretty good basis I would
1: suggest it's know, of trust and, and all the rest over of over the years
2: it? we've talked about you know those, those, those times and she says you know the one thing you had going for you then was that you were you were the one person who didn't think I was mad mm. mm-hmm. thought I was annoying and hard to live with and all <laughs> of these things but <laughs> yeah. she said at least you believed me
0: Um, and you got you had a son and you obviously attention and time as much as you are spending back then is focused on your daughter how did you keep ticking over with being or did did you just do it
2: with my son yeah. I mean we often say that you know it was you know when you're the strongest link and the thing holding your families together a sort of two, two and a half year old boy that's really unfair on the Two and a half year old boy, but he sort of was. He was obviously the the, the huge joy. He was the yeah. he's brilliant. My son. I mean, I'm not suggesting that uh, your children <laughs> aren't, but, my, but my, my, my my son is is the best son in the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm not obviously. suggesting that yeah. yours aren't, but yeah. let's no. be honest, yeah. mine is. <laughs> uh, we all feel like that. But he he was amazing, and um, yeah, and that that was just another layer back then of because we were dealing so much with her. You know, she didn't sleep. I mean, all young children don't sleep properly, but. It felt worse with her. It felt like she just didn't sleep and she didn't eat and she she didn't give anything back. Because those are all st- stress
0: points about being a parent anyway. Yeah, of course. Eating, yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if they're heightened in any way. Yeah,
2: and it, they were heightened and then, but it's, you know, that bit where just when you think biology does this great... Plays this great trick on us all where just at the point you think i can't do this anymore they suddenly smile at you and you're like oh that's what it's worth that's why it's worth it and then they laugh and then they grab your hand and then they start and it's you know evolution has really worked out well how to you know press those buttons and then when you've got a child who doesn't do it then it's difficult when you've got a child who you know isn't doesn't do the smiley things literally so she was taking up a huge amount of time and that obviously just added to the uh, the the feelings of depression and you know inadequacy that I felt but my wife especially felt because she felt she was Mm. not paying enough attention to to her son and he was like Mm. he was coming second to the second child and I imagine a lot of people with two kids have that as well it's like but and I'm not saying that my experience is necessarily Mm. worse but it it felt like she was just
1: see the thing the thing I, I felt when I was watching the show is that you guys are in an extreme and a fairly extraordinary situation with what you've had to deal with. But what came across in the show, and I don't know if this is deliberate or not, was how it's almost an extreme version of the sort of things that people do go through just with parents of of kids who don't have disability Yeah, uh, and actually I was watching it and thinking yeah if that was me that's how I would be I know I know how frustrated I get and the thing that stuck in my mind was the Saturday night where your character David he just wanted to have a Saturday night all he wanted yeah. to do that's, was I have a glass of, you, of wine Rich. yeah you thought of me because <laughs> that's me that. that's me to a nutshell <laughs> right all I want to do I've had we had a long week I want him to I just want him to go to bed I just want him to go to sleep so that we can have a pizza have a glass of wine watch some telly and just have a normal Normal Saturday night, and I would imagine, and this, again, this is the impression we got from the show, was that that's just exacerbated when you have yeah. a child who has the condition that yeah. your that yeah. your daughter does. The,
2: uh, the The idea of that first episode is to show a typical day. You know, it doesn't really have a, um, you know, the plot is simply what you've just said. Yeah. You know, I just my character just wants to sit down and watch whatever on telly and drink a do bit of wine, crosswalk. do the crossword yeah. and drink a bit of wine, and then chat rubbish to you know his his son and wife, and you know just stuff And he can't, but it is. It's very much, as you say, that is uh, something that I imagine all parents and Mm. families go through. The the sort of only added extra that that my situation gives it is that you have this child who um, is incredibly destructive um, Mm. and chaotic and just literally can just go off and do something mad at any point um, in a very lovable way. But the other thing is you can't negotiate with her, really on a you you can't say if you do that I'll do this you can't say oh, it's past your bedtime yeah. or you know if you go you there's it's in, it's impossible to get her to do anything and it's you there's no negotiation there's no there's not even really carrot and stick it's not even you can't tell her off you can't I mean you can give her more and more hula hoops uh <laughs> i suppose i suppose that's part of negotiation but i don't she doesn't she won't um compute in her head that if I get these hula hoops yeah. I have to stay in bed you know and not come downstairs it's once yeah. these hula hoops are finished well I need some more hula hoops <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that might be the same for all you you That's know the young thing, children it's, I, it's I I, I, I I don't really know because obviously I yeah. haven't it's lived that, through it. It's but. that sense
1: of resentment that I picked up in the show, which I, and I, I think it's one of those things that none of us are apparently supposed to feel or talk about, but I think we all do feel. At some point, you do feel a, a tinge of resentment towards your child. Yeah. And it can be that Saturday night where well, they just won't go to sleep, and you think, you know what, I've been at work all week, I've looked <coughs> after you all week, I just want one evening, can you please just shut up? And, and, that, and those, those thoughts, I think, go through the minds of not just fathers, mothers, parents, everywhere, but we don't actually, we never kind of acknowledge it because that would make us a terrible parent. And that that was the thing I picked up, that in this kind of extreme, extraordinary situation, there was quite a normal, normal in inverted commas, um, interaction between a frustrated, knackered father and his his child. But
0: I wonder if that's a modern phenomenon. I wonder if our parents, you know, were under pressure to go and have everything have this like social life and also be parents mm. you know whether they were this you need to go to the cinema you need to go for dinner you need to go and see you know get out live your own life you need to or whether or not our parents generation we're just like well, what, what if you, you, you become a parent I, I wonder if it's because we're becoming parents Later in life, and we've lived more socially up until the point we have a child. Whereas our parents' generation perhaps had kids when they're in their early twenties and didn't have this expectation of a social, uh, social mm. life uh, uh, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's a discussion for another <laughs> point. <But laughs> we I, could I go on, on that an, one for a while. There's yeah. element of that. Did you, when Sean, when you, you were going through this the twelve years ago and, and, and through the early years of your daughter's life? Did you seek help or support other than family and friends?
2: No, and that is something that I wonder whether that was a mistake. Um, I don't quite know why we never t- we sought the support of we sought the support of um, the, the doctors, obviously, yeah. and we talked to family, and family was incredibly supportive. My wife's um, family, uh, her mum in particular. Uh, is a hugely hugely supportive person in my wife and my daughter's life and my life and she was amazing and my family were um you know i have a large family and they you know they were there whenever we needed them for whatever we needed but we didn't necessarily lean on them that often um, and i don't know why and um, we didn't go there, there's some wonderful charities out there by the way mm. i'll give a shout out to you know mencap and scope and there's a charity called unique which i would definitely if you have a child with a chromosomal disorder than seek out unique because I met the person who runs it at a screening that we did and I was a little bit nervous obviously and she was just amazing she was so supportive so um, full of um, praise for the sort of things we're talking about Mm -hmm. for its honesty for you know the fact that we could you know terrible people you know, saying terrible things doesn't make you a terrible person. She was going, yes. Yeah, yeah. They have, you know, phone lines you can phone up for mums and dads and just just shout what you like down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll listen without judgment. and yeah. we'll try and ha- So anyway, yeah. but we didn't seek out any of those people, and I don't know why, and it might have been pride, and it might have been mm. shame, maybe, that we didn't want to wear this sort of, you know, it's a bit weird putting it on telly and then me say that we didn't want to wear this in public (laughs) back then. But I I think that's what it felt like by then. I think, you know, we've we've been on a horrible journey, horrible word. But, you know, maybe we feel that we can talk about it now and it's good. But back then, it just didn't feel... And and is there
1: an element that it's,
2: you know, this is our child, we need to be the people that deal with this? Yeah, I think so. I think it was... It was we can deal with this. We've got the Mm. intellectual and emotional tools to deal with this. It's our... Problem's the wrong word, but it's whatever challenges um, my daughter threw up, you mm-hmm. know, we'd, I think, I think we probably, I think we mistakenly thought that people would be quite sanctimonious. Mm-hmm. We thought they'd be quite preachy. Um, you know, we thought people would come in and, um, you know, tell us all the things that we were doing wrong as parents and I'd get defensive and, you know. Yes. sit there and yeah. go, well, you know, what are you, What know? do you bloody plan- know, no, yes. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I didn't want that. Yeah. I didn't want someone coming around to my house and telling me that, oh, if you just, well, you can make it f- eat properly. you just got to feed you the right yeah. foods. And my wife would be sitting there bristling going, now, that's wrong. And I, if anyone is out there listening to this in that sort of situation, I've met these people. I met them the other night, all of them. And that is a billion miles away from what these people yeah. offer. You know, they just they were the least preachy people I've ever mm. met. They were mm. like, you know, we. I, I, I think they were basically telling me that they they've have lots of members and they talk to a lot of members, wrong word, they work with lots of families and they might have solutions, they might be yeah. able to help, they mm. might have suggestions, but yeah. in no way did I feel that they were going to be saying, oh, we well, you know, well, you shouldn't be... Giving a hula hoops so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we shouldn't be, not yeah. that many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It
0: doesn't it doesn't sound like you, you did in answer to this question I'm about to ask, but did you ever think I'm not sure I can do this? I'm I'm I might do a midnight flit here.
2: Yeah, I think we both thought that. I think we both I think we Yeah, I think there are moments where you sit there and you think I can't do this, I can't I can't do this and I can't I, I can't do this tonight and I can't do this forever. Mm. Um, and you have that? Yes, I think so. I think you have those moments and those moments pass because the things, you know, people th- think things and it doesn't mean they think them forever. It doesn't mean no. they think them in their heart. It doesn't mean that that's who they are. It, people think things because sometimes you think I can't do this and yeah. you know what, if I walked out that door and kept on walking and all of this went away, then my life would be better and you think that yeah. and then 10 seconds, 10 minutes yeah. later, uh, you think, well, of course, I'm not going
1: to do that. And it's like you said about it can be something so, such a small little gesture and I appreciate with, with your daughter, you know, the nature of recognition condition means sometimes you don't get that but that idea of a smile or, or or just anything anything yeah. kind of endearing is, and I, I get that because I have a real problem with my temper. I lose my temper regularly I'm, uh, i I tend to get in a bit of a rage about things, and I can do that with my with my boys sometimes where I just get really frustrated if he 's not calming down or if he 's losing his marbles as per you know as eighteen month old boys do. I can really go off on one, and actually it is amazing how the cut through can just be like that one smile, one like cute little. Yeah. Night, night, daddy, or whatever it might be, and that's just me completely. Well, just distracted. a distraction.
0: Well, just a distraction, isn't it? Sometimes it's just yeah. a distraction. It's. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, we were talking to somebody. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day, about getting angry with their child. The child daddy, don't like to, don't like it when you get angry. He's like, well, do you know what makes me angry? So like, well, you doing that? Don't do that, and I won't get angry. And it's like you, you're having this reasoned conversation with some A small child—it's—it's—it's—it's difficult. It's Mm. difficult.
2: It is, but sometimes uh, I found that all you need to do is you need to say it out loud. Mm. You just need to vocalise it, and then you you realise how stupid you are. I remember arguments that me and my wife had back in these times, and they would get quite heated. They would get vocally heated. They never, um, you know, the voices would be raised very, very loudly and very angrily, Mm. and accusations would fly, and they almost all petered out because you suddenly realised how ridiculous you sounded. Mm. How how both of us yeah. how angry both of us were about something that we'd forgotten what we what had started it all. Yeah. And you just started laughing and you mm. just went, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Why yeah. Yeah, we? Yeah. and yeah. It, it the 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 process was it was just saying it out loud. How are things today? Uh good, good. Um to the you know, we've written the show together. Um, and I think that was – it's been difficult at times because we've gone back over some of the things that happened then, and maybe we wouldn't have talk- – if we were not make it telly show, then maybe we wouldn't have ever got around to talking about them, mm. got around to talking about them in mm. a few mm. years, but it's that's been quite a cathartic uh, process. Um, but also, you know, it's just things things change. I'm talking about the things that happen – you know, 12, 11, 10, mm. nine years ago. And, you know, obviously since then, my daughter's 12 now and she's just insanely lovable. And it's not that she wasn't loved deep down back then, but, you know, these days she's she has all the things about, it. she didn't smile, she didn't laugh, she didn't give anything back. I mean, all she does is give stuff back now. Mm. I mean, it's <laughs> all she does, all she, yeah. d- what, you know, and that can be, you know, biting your arm or it can be just laughing insanely mm. at something, like, you know, pictures of sweet corn on the internet. You know, she, just <laughs> yeah. she she does crazy things. Like I'm sure all kids do, and it, it's just a it's just a, amazing. It's brilliant, and it's still frustrating, and it's still. So she's at school. She's what? at school. She's a special school. Um, who are fantastic. Um, I mean that helps a lot. I'll say. Mm. Um, same with all parents. I imagine all kids once they go to school, that's a different thing. But for her, suddenly not having to look after her quite so much and school taking over and school helping with something and that was a that was a big that was a big shift mm. i think um but school are fantastic yeah do you know what talking about
1: being at school one thing that that really stuck out for me again from watching the first episode uh was the kind of um the relationship between your character and the neighbor <laughs> and the idea and again it really stuck with me the idea that um, what must be very frustrating when you have a child with you know some extreme behavior like your daughter has is this idea of other parents trying to stand in solidarity and again it's, I suppose it goes back to your point about your family and think everything comes from a good place it's, yeah. it's, it's, well, it's well it 's well intentioned. But that idea of saying, gosh, tough isn't it when he's taking his daughter yeah. off to a cello lesson yeah, and your yeah. daughter's kicking and screaming in the middle of the he's road.
2: It's an interesting character because when I wrote it, I sent it to lots of my writer friends and they all came back with the same note and I would have given the note as well as a comedy writer, which is you should make it more antagonistic. He should yeah. get into rows. This bloke who lives next door should be a bit of an arsehole and it should... And I just went, no, that's... That, I, know that's that. point, yes. I know why you're saying that. That's not the point, yeah. I know why you're saying that and I'd give the same note if someone gave me a script but this is autobiographical and the point is... Everyone who comes into contact with us, nearly everyone, um, is just really nice. They're, people just aren't horrible out there yeah. towards my daughter. Yeah. They're just not. Um, mm. But what they are is useless. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is, is true. And, and lo- people come up to you in the park or my next door neighbor is based on my old next door neighbor would come up and he'd be so nice. But it wouldn't know what like to do. What is
0: practical help when your daughter's or the, the, the daughter in the show has knocked a hole in the wall. By banging the door handle against the wall and then you explain that to him while you're sat outside by the recycling bins drinking a or they Tennant does drinking a, a bottle of wine and he says I've got some filler. <laughs> 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 I'll, come, I'll come round with some filler tomorrow. Yeah, Cuz the He's way, way to that, be helpful. the
2: way that he can help is he knows how to mend a hole in the wall and he knows he just and there's absolutely no reason why anyone should know how to do it. And that it hasn't doesn't have a child with a learning disability. You don't really know where to look or what to say. No. Well, I mean, what do you do? It's you know I can't. So he's a and yeah, I really like his character. Mm. My,
1: my last because I'm aware we're coming towards the end of our time. But my last um, my last question would really be because I'm, I'm thinking about the people who are listening to this. We have a lot of guys who listen to this podcast who perhaps have partners who are pregnant, perhaps don't have a kid yet, um, and are going through all those kind of those, but trying to kind of mentally prepare yourself for the madness um, if, if somebody finds out for instance that and I, I appreciate there are many different conditions and disabilities that, that a child may be born with but if someone finds out that there may be an issue with their child whether that be a child who's you know who's a newborn or whether it's while the child's still in the womb um, what would be your advice to someone who's been through what you've been through what would be your advice in the best way to approach it
2: I would say, I mean, this program doesn't, it's only about my family. It's, mm. I'm not suggesting I know anything about anybody no. else's children, whether they be disabled or or able-bodied or... or, or it's, it's just about me, so I have to put that caveat in. I would say, I hope the show shows that there is light, that there is sunshine and joy and mm. beauty and wonder and... um However bad it may feel For me In my instance It's ended in something amazing Mm. Um, I would also say that um, You shouldn't feel bad about feeling bad You Mm. shouldn't feel bad about You shouldn't feel that when the doctors tell you something's wrong If your first or second reaction is shit That's a shit thing that's happened I wish Mm. that hadn't happened that's okay. That is, it's all right because that's what everybody else thinks when they hear it. That's what I thought when I heard yeah. it, um, and then I felt guilty because you think you, the, the you, various society, I think, and various people in society expect everyone to love every child unconditionally and um, completely mm-hmm. from the moment you know you're going to have the child to the moment the child leaves to go off and do whatever they want to do. And my experience is, that it isn't an unbroken linear line of love to that point yeah it just isn't there are bits where you think you know what you know we talk about it in the program there's bits where you think would it be better if this hadn't happened yeah. Yeah. and that isn't why I feel now that's not what my wife feels we're so proud and pleased that it happened because she's amazing but I'll tell you in the last 12 years I've thought my life would be a damn sight easier if I had one kid and you know whatever hmm. that particular conception hadn't happened hmm. the way it happened hmm. you know and in the second episode we talk about would you change anything and you know my character at that time very truthfully says i wouldn't change anything because then she wouldn't be rosy she wouldn't be the person she is hmm. my wife's reaction is very honest what it was at the time which was yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would i why would i ask for this yeah and it's okay to think those yeah. things yeah it really is and it's okay to talk about those things and you know if you're with the right people who you're talking to Mm. then it's all right for those people to listen and just to say that's fine Mm. that's
1: fine sometimes if your kid if your kid is able-bodied doesn't have any any type of disability any type of learning handicap whatever it might be that's okay okay to sometimes get frustrated with them too. Exactly, and it might you I might be that your yeah. kid is particularly it uh, might might be going through a difficult yeah. spell, and you might feel like actually this is the right nightmare, and I wish you just shut up. And that's okay to feel yeah. that sometimes because yeah. as you say, I it think, passes I and think it
0: moves on. How Sean wrapped that up is 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 very you know, it talks to all 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 of us. All, yeah, all absolutely. Dads on on every on every, every aspect yeah. from from you know. <laughs> Uh, the very minor parenting things that pop up on a day-to-day to to, to, to sort of much more far-reaching stuff Uh, and I think we're all uh, a podcast we talk about it a lot it's just no one's there's no perfect scenario there's no no perfect parenting route there's no perfect child you know it's, it's a it's a muddle it's life life is a life's a bit of a you know, complex sometimes, isn't it? I was about
1: to say life's a box of chocolates, but let's not do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that seems
2: like a good point to end though, Rich. Sean, I appreciate you coming in Thank you. Us. Thank you very That's much been, for having me. It's, it's been a, really it's interesting. A, it's a great show.
0: It's on Tuesday night. It's called, um, there she goes. Um, how many parts are we? Five. Five parts. It's, five parts. it's on BBC four. Yeah. um, Check it out, and if you listen to this after the show's on, I'm sure you'll be able to pick it up on BBC iPlayer. Yes, yeah.
2: yeah, well
1: on. worth well worth looking at, and two fantastic actors, David Tennant and Jessica.
2: I still call her Jessica Stevenson; she's not called Jessica Stevenson. Uh, Jessica Hines, but she was Jessica yeah. Stevenson. But two yeah. of
1: the best actors on British TV. It is honestly, I'm not again. I'm not just saying this because Sean's sitting next to us. I would say it if, if Sean was sitting next to us, but I do actually mean it. It is brilliant. So please do check it Great. out. Right, thanks um, everybody for listening.
0: If you've enjoyed listening, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, it helps other people find us and uh, email us at firsttimedads at reach plc if you want to talk to us more about the stuff that we talked about today
1: lovely right we'll catch up with you all next time thanks very much bye bye thanks bye